It is Monday night, March 16th, 2020, and you're watching or listening to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. The coronavirus has stopped, canceled, postponed, suspended, literally everything. I don't know what you're talking about. I just watched the fight in the line. I win the Big Ten tournament yesterday. Except our podcast. It has not stopped our podcast. We're here to hopefully cure your sports craving give you a little sports fix at least for an hour or so at least something's going on right now so we appreciate everybody giving us topics and questions that we're going to go over for tonight's show i think we got a pretty fun show planned for you but if you're watching on facebook or twitter please uh feel free to drop a comment or a question with a topic or something you want us to answer and we'll uh, do our best to answer it please yes but tonight's episode like it is every week is brought to you by the damn landing whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. And, of course, the Dam Smoke every weekend that features barbecue and steak. It, uh, and they also had chicken and waffles yesterday. They looked bomb. They looked really good on their Facebook page. I if I wasn't so lazy, I would have went and got some yesterday morning, but I'm not much of a morning person. We're a breakfast eater, but they did look really good. And you're good. extremely lazy, too. I just, I said, oh. yeah, I said I was lazy, so. But in addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mansell and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And hopefully this restaurant ban will be over here shortly. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, hope so. Saw that today, all restaurants and bars closed, but they can still do carryout. Carryout, correct. Yep. Correct mundo. Yep. Got some birdie bogey for me? I, I do. I, it might take me a little while to find it in my phone, but I do. Let me Let me see here. Uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Uh, I'm still trying to find this. <laughs> Sorry, it's on my phone. I, you want me to go ahead and do on this day while you're... Uh, nope, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, who is the only player... In NBA history, Ugh. with a winning record versus Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. Only player. Yep. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yep. One player had a winning record against all three. Well, okay. I have a guess. I have a guess. But you'll have to find out later. You're going to wait with your guess, huh? Yes. Um, and you said the Noble Gnome is the Birdie Bogey sponsor. And they are looking for CSA signups right now. It starts from May through September, but you can sign up now. Pickup day and time this year will be Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. The first day is May 7th. The last day is September 24th. And the pickup location this year will be at Romine Family Farms, uh, 3328 South 900 West, Mentone, Indiana, 46539. And so get on their website, noblenomellc.com, to find more information. 
Ready to be uh, educated? Always. On this day this month is brought to you by Roadstar Driving School of Fulton County. It services all your teens' drivers' education needs. Call us at 574-780-2291 or email them at fulton at roadstardriving.com. Not a great uh, on this day today. Which is surprising. Which is surprising because I think this website kind of left off some uh, NCAA tournament stuff, which makes honestly no sense to me. Um, But in 1900, the American League meets in Chicago. Ban Johnson, who I assume was the American League commissioner at that time, uh, announces the AL League will be the Chicago White Stockings, the Washington Senators, Milwaukee Brewers, Detroit Tigers, Cleveland Blues, Boston Americans, Philadelphia Athletics, and Baltimore Orioles. All right. What else we got here, uh, T-Dog? I'm going to have to scroll a little bit. You're the one looking at it, so. (laughs) I know it. A lot of rugby. You care about rugby? No, I did see there was a rugby game on uh, NBC, but it was a replay. I thought it was live. I'm like, this is what we've come to watching rugby live. And you know what? I would probably watch rugby live. You're not down to – I mean, you don't have many options. Paul Horning and Alex Karras reinstated in NFL after one year suspension. Do you want to hear what their suspension was? I Googled it. Why not? Horning's penchant, penchant for high living <laughs> proved disastrous when, in 1963, a major scandal erupted in Horning and another of the league's top stars. Defensive tackle Alex Karras of the Detroit Lions were suspended from football indefinitely in April of 63 by Commissioner Pete Rozelle for betting on NFL games. Interesting. I've never heard that before. I haven't either. It kind of cut off, though, so I uh, there was another part of it, but uh, I don't really want to go back and uh, don't blame look it up. Anyway, uh, let's see here. 1969, the Boston Bruins scored NHL record eight goals in one period. Wow. That's a lot of goals. 1985, MLB pitcher Denny McClain convicted of racketeering, sentenced to 25 years. What's racketeering? It's a it's a mob thing. What they do, mm-hmm. I don't really know what all of racketeering is, but I knew it, you probably know because you watch a lot of crime shows and read a lot. Of in the eighties, uh, really, why you don't really hear about the mob as much anymore is because in the eighties, the government implemented these huge racketeering laws, and like one count of racketeering could get you twenty years, and so that really put a ton of uh, mobsters away back in the eighties and nineties. Interesting. 1996, Mike Tyson TKO's Frank Bruno in the third round to gain heavyweight title. He knocked out a lot of guys. Never heard of Frank Bruno. I have not either. Um, Man, it's just rough. A lot of ACC, SEC sure, that's like it was last basketball week. tourneys. Mm-hmm. 2008, the 49th SEC men's basketball tournament. Uh, who won that one? 2008? Yes. Was this year Georgia won it? Yes, it was. That's why I was quizzing yeah. you on that one. because well, They had a losing record. The tornado came through. I believe that was the year the tornado came through and did damage. Yes. And they had to move it to Georgia Tech's campus. You remember how crazy that was? Because it was at the Georgia Dome. It was right? at the Georgia and, Dome. Uh, and speakers was, were literally yeah, swaying, swaying from the roof. Yeah. Uh, like blew a hole in the roof. Yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy. Yeah, and Georgia, I forget what seed they got, but they won their conference turn. And they, they were getting a 13, I It was think? like a 13 or 14 because yeah. they were not a good uh, – They had a losing record. Yeah, they weren't good at all. Yeah. Um, this stops at 2014, but I know there's been some NCAA tournament. Biggest NCAA tournament upset in 
history of college basketball happened on this day two years ago. Or at least the only sixteen to beat a one. Only sixteen to beat a one. It might not be the you biggest can argue that. upset. Yeah, but, but um, you're probably you're probably right. But first ever sixteen to beat a one happened when UMBC Terriers beat uh, old Virginia. Yep. Then Virginia comes back and wins the national title last year. So. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yep. Uh, you mentioned the, um, the on this day sponsor earlier was Roadstar Driving Academy. The owner of Roadstar, Joel, Joel Burris, uh, asked a question when we were looking for questions over the weekend. He said the ISHAA, with their tournament, they technically postponed it, but did they pretty much cancel it? And if not, what's that mean for spring sports? Um, I mean, they technically, as he said, postponed, but mm-hmm. in a sense, it's going to be canceled. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's got to be. I just don't see any any way no. they can continue it because, okay, you, you suspend it for a month. Say you try to pick it up next month. You've ran into spring sports already. Mm-hmm. Plus, you haven't let these kids around the state practice. So some of them are probably going to be out of shape or at least not in basketball shape. It's hard to stay in basketball shape if you don't run for a couple of weeks unless you do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think. I don't think it can work logistically either. Plus, the CDC said last night that they yes, recommend yes. for the next eight weeks yes. no, but no groups of more than 50. Yeah. Um, so I think we have – honestly, I think we've seen the end of the school year in person, um, which that would do it for all sports yep. as well. Yeah, so it affects graduation. It affects yep. tons of things. It's just a crappy time right now. Yeah, it's uh, – you know what's interesting about this right now is usually we can take – um, you know, grieving moments or moments of tragedy, tragedy and sports can bring us out of it and yeah. take our mind off it. Not in this Not case because it's pretty much affecting everything. Um, for the most yeah, part, yeah, it's uh, it's affecting my happiness. No, oh, it's <laughs> you and me both. I pretty much just sat and stared out a window yesterday. I mean, I always wonder what it'd be like not to watch, so not to I. like sports, and I've kind of figured it out over the past five days. I, yeah, I always thought about enjoyable. what it'd be like me. if sports just completely stopped. And we're unfortunately finding out at the worst possible time yes. with uh, March NCAA tournament. Uh, my team is going to be back in the NCAA tournament, and, of course, they're not going to be able to play in it. So that uh, I've, I've reached the acceptance you stage ha- I mean, you have of to. grief. You have to, unfortunately. Um, and really, sports mean really nothing in the oh, grand in the scheme grand, of things. Sure. But like I um, said, they do provide us happiness. Sadness, and, and an escape, escape as well. Yeah, take your um, mind off it a little bit. Good thing there's like Netflix and stuff. Yeah. You can watch like 30 for 30s. YouTube, you can get on YouTube, get yourself in anything. a black hole and yeah. watch hours of stuff. That's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And old highlights, sports highlights, you can get your sports fix. But hopefully we're I'm giving s- you a little sports fix tonight. I'm so sad about the NCAA tournament being canceled. I cannot watch any highlights of any college basketball right now. I get so sad. I was tired of college basketball anyway. I'm sure but you I, were. Of course, I was looking for, forward to the tournament. But, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, it's, just, it's heart-wrenching. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But, but we do have something going on. The NFL hasn't stopped. No, it hasn't it's been really affected today. the NFL, thankfully, because they said, you know, they announced yesterday. They now, Well, they announced some new stuff going forward with the uh, – with the new CBA. CBA, I couldn't think of the um, initials. There was thought, though, that once the CBA was voted on, they were then going to push back the start of the league year. Nope. Luckily, they didn't. Uh, the new CBA, though, added an extra playoff team for this yes, year. So seven so now seven in each. Teams and so in there's only league. one bye. 
And they've added an extra game for 2021. At the earliest. Could even be 2022. It but could, I bet it okay. goes 2021. I bet it does, too. They can figure that out. But I, I like it. I'm all for mm-hmm. it. Give me another extra week of football. Cuts out a week cuts of the preseason. Cuts out a week of preseason, absolutely. Um, I like the extra playoff teams, too. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. Uh, that helps teams like Denver and Miami yeah, for next year. Absolutely. Get, yeah, that could be wild card contenders. Cause Denver's not going to West with Kansas City. But the East could maybe be open, depending on what happens with TB12. Depending on what happens with old Thomas Patrick Brady. But, uh, and like we were mentioning, the NFL tampering period began today. Uh, free agents can officially sign on Wednesday. But a lot of deals are already taking place right now. Mm. Um, go over some of the headlines today. Biggest so headline, DeAndre There's Hopkins. Big, big trade. Huge trade. Traded to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson. A second-round pick and I believe a fifth-round pick. As well, and they also had to give up a fourth. Yes, I think that is an awful deal for the Houston Texans. Bill um, O'Brien's a new North Turner. Is he the GM too? Because they had a GM. Who no, was, they have uh, a GM, but I think O'Brien's got a lot of say in player personnel. Most head coaches have pretty much the final say. It feels like in the. I just don't NFL. know how the dude's kept a job this long. He's crazy. Um, well, he kind of saved himself. Who's Watson going to throw to? Fuller's number one wide receiver now. They have Kenny Stills still, but he's not Stills a, and Fuller he's not a number ones one. And two. Um, honestly, they gave up arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Their leading pass catcher next year will probably be David Johnson because he catches the ball real well. But um, you trade – he's – I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a top two receiver yes. in the NFL. Him and Michael Thomas, head above anyone else, yep. in my opinion. And he gets to go and learn from one of the best ever, Larry Fitzgerald. He's yeah. still productive. And really, he doesn't need to learn anything because yeah. he's right. He's probably at a higher level than Fitz. Kyler Murray's the most happy guy in the NFL right yes. now. I did see a stat. Um, of course, Kingsbury likes, likes the run and shoot. Sure. Um, they ran four wide receiver sets 300 and sometimes last year. I think it was 330 sometimes last year. The next closest team was Jacksonville Jaguars, who ran four wide receiver sets 80 times. Almost 300 plays more with four wide receiver That's sets incredible. in Arizona. That is incredible stuff. Um, you have Larry Fitz. Uh, who who else is there? Um, the Texas uh, – there was a first-round pick a couple years ago. I don't remember. I can't think of many Cardinals off the top of my um, head right now. So, And Cardinals haven't been good for a while. Nope. But uh, Kyler in the second year. Yep. Has this superstar to throw to? That'll help. Oh yeah, yeah. Big news. Didn't it, see it coming. It's it's not like they needed David Johnson anyway because they have Kenyon Drake. True. So true. And I I think it's a good landing spot for David Johnson. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think he fits in well with Houston. But uh, you know, right when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, David Johnson got traded. He fits in well with Houston. And then I saw the rest of them. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yep. But as you said, who's gonna who's Deshaun gonna throw the ball to? Can't be very happy. No. So. Other big news today, the Colts made a big move. Traded a first-round pick. The 13th pick overall to the San Francisco 49ers. DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner making him the second-highest-paid defensive tackle in NFL history behind Aaron Donald. I'm not giving up a first-round pick for a defensive tackle unless it's Aaron Donald. Um, Of course, I'm not a talent evaluator either and obviously Buckner's really really good sure, very good um but giving up a first round pick like that especially when you're in need of a quarterback or need of a wide receiver wide when receiver. you got tons of speedy talent um, 
This draft's loaded with receivers, yeah. though, so you yeah, can get a could get first a round talent in the second, but still, yeah, but still, there could be five or six off the board in the first round. Does a, a defensive tackle just doesn't really move the needle? No, for me, if you're giving up a first round pick, no, and that tells me they're really interested. Like there's been rumors in Philip Rivers. They even read where that it's, it's going to come down to if they can make the money mm-hmm. work between Cri- the two. Christian Kirk. Sorry, I had to look it up for Arizona. Oh. He's the other receiver yeah. I was thinking of. So I think the Colts do end up getting Phillip Rivers. Um, then what happens to Jacoby? Do they keep him as a backup? Because um, here's the thing. You keep him, he gets paid $15 million. You cut him, you owe him twelve. Might as well just might as well keep him. him for the extra $3 million. Uh, he, he seems like a good enough dude that he'd accept a backup role. He probably yeah. won't love it like anyone. No one would love it. Um He'd arguably be the best backup in the NFL. Sure. Then, and he wouldn't be a bad guy to fall back on. Though, Phillips never really had any injury issues Man, at he's all. he's got to be good, behind a pretty good offensive line now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colts, Colts could be pretty dangerous. Um, I still don't really view Phillips as an upgrade over no. Jacoby. I he's, do. He's, ten, he's just so much older. He's 10 years older. I would rather trust um, Phillips. And I, and I can't stand Phillip Rivers. I've been on record saying he's my least favorite athlete multiple times, but – I would trust Phil Rivers late in the game more than Jacoby Brissett. That that arm strength is a problem for me. Yep. He's never had a great arm, um, but it's just getting worse. He threw 20 interceptions last year. Yeah. Jacoby threw, what, six? That, he know. didn't turn it over much. I feel like it got worse as the it year went on It did get worse, I will say that. Um, so... But, of course, that's not a done deal either. Who knows what's no, going to happen. It, and, honestly, but I just once, think signs are pointing that way. Once Tom Brady signs, I dominoes think will fall. the dominoes will fall. What's Brady going to do? This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week, brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. You can also follow him on Twitter and like his Facebook page. See. So, I've been on record, really, for months now saying I cannot see Tom yes. Brady not being in a New England you Patriot have. uniform. Yep. He will be back with the New England Patriots. I don't think it's his preferred choice. There was a report last night that his preferred choice was the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Um, but they that are would have been committed to Jimmy G. If he went there, they got rid of Jimmy G. Jimmy G went back to New England. Yes. That almost would have made the Patriots kind of. No, nope, can't go there. Nope. Say it. Nope. What were you going to say? They would be less hateable, of course, but I'd say they almost would be kind of turned into an underdog. We can't say that it, when I mean, they won so many championships. Do people hate Tom Brady more than they hate Bill Belichick? I think it depends who you ask. I hate Josh McDaniels the most, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the whole culture, uh, man. Well, that culture wins. Yeah. Uh, they also cheat. Yeah. More than yeah, any exactly. other. Exactly. So, An NFL team. But I was on record right away when it came out. After the playoffs last year, I said Brady to the Chargers. Since then, I've been on record saying Brady to Tennessee. Well, that's not happening because Ryan Tannehill got paid. Four-year, $118 million deal, 62 guaranteed. I mean, they signed him to a $4 million contract last year to be a backup. A year later, he gets paid. He played like an MVP when he came in. Um, and good for him. He's one of the good guys in football. Um, dude's made close to $200 million in his career. Yep. It's insane. Um, but really, for Brady, we're looking at either back to New England or to the Chargers or the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay sounds like a they're hard push. putting in a very so Vegas competitive is out. offer. What I'm hearing, Vegas is out. 
There's, you, you know, just within, hearing on Twitter. You know, within the coming days, Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter oh. will tweet out. There is a mystery team involved, yeah. and uh, so that yeah. just kind of leaves the door open for anybody yeah. when somebody does that. Yeah. Uh, but I would say it, the Vegas Raiders are out. Isn't it interesting though? And I know Peyton was a little younger, but he was coming off a neck injury. The market was way more heavy with different teams for Peyton than it is Tom. That is an interesting one. Because for Peyton, you had, of course, the Broncos. You had the Titans. You had the Dolphins. You had the Cardinals. The Seahawks tried to jump in. And then the Niners got in at the end. <laughs> of course, Peyton was like six years younger. Two, I said five, he was younger, but he was coming off years. a huge he neck was, injury. He was. He was still 36 at the um, time. But he was, uh, is a lot younger than Tom is right now. I th- You know, it's just, it's just wild I've, to me. I've been saying it for a while. I think Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Yep. You put him anywhere else, and he doesn't have near the career. Well, the thing that grinds my gears is uh, – That really grinds my gears. Is they always say how he didn't have help around him last year. They tried to get him help. It just didn't work. Josh Gordon flamed out. Uh, Mohamed Sanu got hurt. Antonio out. Brown. Antonio Brown, exactly. They One tried game. to get him mm-hmm. a lot of talent. It just didn't work. So – Cut the crap that they didn't try to go get him anybody. They did. It just didn't work it out. It just didn't work out. Exactly. Uh, he still had Edelman there. Yeah. But other than him, it was a whole bunch of Well, he lost Gronkowski. That's huge. Yeah. Gronk's yeah. not coming back to football. Um, no. <laughs> so, uh, other big free agency moves. I'm trying to think. I know there's a couple others. Couple offensive linemen signed. Jack Conklin signed with the Browns. Um, Broncos, Broncos signed one. Signed Glasgow. Dolphins signed Eric Flowers. Yep. Um, Both teams need offensive line help. The Chicago Bears are looking to add some competition for old Mitchell Trubisky. Sounds like uh, Red Rocket Andy Dalton could be on the move there, or uh, Nick Foles, who so far the Jaguars have been turning down offers for. Um, that's a. Bad quarterback situation there in uh, Chicago. Not good. Trubisky is not uh, a guy that should be a starter, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and honestly, at this point, neither is Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. So if they really want to go out and Teddy? get a guy that uh, they think could be their starting quarterback next year, it would be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. That defense is still good enough. Yep. Um, running game, I think David Montgomery is better than he showed last year. Yep. Of course, Matt Nagy refused to give him the ball a lot. Um, Allen Robinson's a really good receiver. They need some help uh, pass-catching-wise. Um, but I think Teddy would put them in a uh, good spot to even win that division next year. Yep, that would be interesting. Mitch Trubisky, not so much. Uh, still a lot of free agents, big names out there that we'll see where they wind up. Mari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. Yes. Um uh, Melvin Gordon, running back. Forgot he's a free agent. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I don't know if you consider him a real big name, but he got, anymore, cut. He got cut today got by the cut. Falcons. Uh, Could be fran- reasonable. Franchise tag was used on Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and likely will be used. I think it was used on A.J. Green. Just say likely, the, yeah. I think the deadline um, came past. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry yep. also got tagged. Which is smart. So it'll be interesting if any of those guys decide to hold out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see Dak holding out. He He, he seems like a player that wouldn't do that. Um, but um, he probably deserves to get paid. NFL drafts got to keep the same dates. They're just not going to do it in public. They're going to do it on TV, but mm-hmm. all virtual. I think that's fine. It's fine with me. It's going to be interesting, though, there. with these different pro days and, and workouts canceled. I think it hurts the smaller school guys. Yeah, it absolutely Definitely, because they can go look at the tape, but now the Senior Bowl and, of course, the season and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff combined. 
So. Yeah, and scouts can't be out on the road at all. No. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's an interesting time. There's another thing with the collective bargaining agreement that was voted yes. There is uh, leaner restrictions on marijuana use. Yep. Uh, so that will help guys that have had marijuana um, issues trouble mm-hmm. in college just come up the draft board sure. because Good they're point. just not. Um, Good point. I, I don't even think they're going to test the first time they get or they're not going to do anything the first time they're. Yep. Uh, busted for it so an interesting thing my dad brought this up today and i had never really thought of it since we're talking about the nfl draft and everything you know if the coronavirus happened before the college football season joe burrow wouldn't even be drafted right now and six months later he's got to be number one pick i was gonna say he's been named like the best quarterback prospect since andrew luck (laughs) it's crazy how that stuff happens wild Uh, wild isn't it -hmm. any other thoughts on the nfl um, I do think Tom Brady will sign somewhere by the show next week. By next Monday? Um, that is my bold prediction. Um, let's make it part of my bucket, too. He signs so you think back, he with, signs the back Patriots, by, with New England uh, by next Monday. Then the next seven days. All right. So. I think he'll let it play out a little bit. I can see that as well. I mean, maybe I, in little bits by a week. I mean, I, I, don't I think really he, don't think he wants to go back to New England. I don't think I he does really either. I think, think he's he pretty displeased with the amount of suitors out there for him, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, he, he probably thought Wait, he would can be. He, does he have a better chance to win in L.A. or Tampa than he does right away in New England? Absolutely not. See, there you go. No shots. There you go. If, except, I think Tampa Bay's pretty talented. They have really good receiving core. Yeah. Um, Pretty good defense. I like their coach, too, Bruce yeah. Arians. They just had an awful quarterback who turned over 40 times a game. If Jameis would cut those turnovers in half, which really that shouldn't be too much to ask, that would be 15 picks. I mean, that's a lot of picks anyway. We'll, we'll see where he winds up, too. Um, if you're the that Bears, why playoff not? Team. Uh, that's a lot of money, though, if you're going to try to get him, probably. He, he wants a million for each interception yeah, he threw no. last year. He wants $30 mil a year. That's too much for the Bears to try to spend. Ooh, that I just got a notification. Yone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Miami and former Cowboys cornerback Byron Jones Ooh. agreed to deal that will make him the highest paid yeah. corner in the league. I know he was looking yeah. to get paid because interesting. I knew Denver was. I wonder if he's any Denver, good. <laughs> oh, he's really good. He, oh, he's really good. You pair him with Xavier Howard. Pick, he will not pick off a lot of balls, but he's one of the best coverage corners in the league. And yeah, Denver's interested, but the price was going to be high, so they went out and made that trade for AJ Boye. Um, I. I I think maybe Chris Harris goes to Dallas then. Book it? No. But uh, who who knows what's going to happen? He only that's, has That's big for the Dolphins, Josh. He only has two career interceptions. Yeah, he doesn't pick the ball up, but he doesn't get tons of targets his way and he's really good at coverage. The good thing is um, He's young, too. He's 27. Uh, you pair him with Xavion Howard, who is a ball-hawking cornerback. Yeah, you, you, you got two good corners now. That's yeah, pretty solid there. Top 5 uh, course, combination in the league. Xavion Howard had a domestic violence accusation the charges were dropped but we still don't know what the miami dolphins are going to do yeah uh with him so i'm sure we'll have more to report on next monday about some of our team's acquisitions yeah got a whole i mean free free agency hasn't even started yet. it starts wednesday yes you know just the tampering period i'm just excited the nfl network and now espn (laughs) actually has a little bit news to talk about the past four or five days have not been fun Uh, we've covered that many times so far tonight but we're just Reminding you. Not been fun. And And honestly. It's got to get worse. What's going to happen in three weeks? What are we going to talk about then when everything's everything's done? Help us, uh, please. Help us. But we did get some help with some questions here. We did. Uh, Friend of the show, 
Sean Shriver sent a really, really, good, <laughs> really good question in. He wanted to know what's our favorite sports experience we've ever had in person and why. I want to hear yours first. Well, if it ended better for me, I would have said last year's Elite Eight. Yes. But it didn't, so I'm not. But that, that environment was pretty darn cool. I mean, yeah. Purdue had at least 90% <clears throat> of the crowd. You know, you knew the winner was going to the Final Four. It was such a good game, too. Great game. Uh, one of the best probably ever played in tournament history. But just with the heartbreak it ended for me, literally the most gut-wrenching game I've ever been to or seen my team participate in still to this day, I can't put it up there. So I'm going to put up the I'm going to put the third round of the 2014 PGA Championship down at Valhalla in Louisville, Kentucky. That was the year it came down on the back nine to a three-way. No, four guys were in contention. You had Roy McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, and Hendrick Stinson all going at it. The lead kept going back and forth. Rory ended up winning, but it came down to the last hole. Very exciting tournament. Is that when it was real muddy and your dad <laughs> Dad took the big old slide. Slid down a hill in a white shirt. Yep, my slide. mom made a bet. We made a dollar bet when we got there. Mom goes, bet you a dollar dad falls today. I go, eh, you're on. He can stay on his feet. And the day was like, we're almost <laughs> over. He's going down this hill, and he slips in mud, slides all the way down, gets white all up. I was so embarrassed. I took off running. I would have. A little kid pointed and laughed at him. And I would have paid a substantial amount of money. And then later on, happen. we stop at a. Or no, he gets a Gatorade, and he opens it up. The lid pops up, off, and it gets all over <laughs> the front of his shirt. So then he's walking around with a jacket tied around his waist. And uh, afterwards, we're heading home. We stop at Arby's, and there was a guy and his son that went to the tournament. And the guy goes, took the big fall today, didn't you? Because <laughs> you saw multiple people during that day with mud on them because it was slippery and slimy out. That's so. Crazy. Great memory, but great tournament. It was really neat to go to a major golf tournament. Uh, a, f- a couple others I had in there. Another close one was I saw the Broncos beat the then-undefeated New England Patriots on a Sunday night football game back in uh, 2015. That was pretty neat. Um, C.J. Anderson walk-off touchdown in overtime. I remember that. It was snowing, wasn't yep, it? Brock was Osweiler balled out, and I thought Denver had their future quarterback. I was wrong. Um, I also went to the – Pacers Pistons game one in the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe it was two thousand and four. Reggie Miller hit a three pointer with five seconds left to win the game. And I also went to the Colts Broncos uh, way back in the day wild card game. I think it was Peyton's first playoff win. Colts killed him. It was the game where uh, Marvin Harrison fell down, nobody touched him, he got oh, up and ran yeah, in the end zone. That. Colts beat him by like forty. So I've been lucky enough to be, go to a lot of pretty cool events, but uh, I think that two thousand fourteen PGA championship third round top, tops it off. For me, uh, I've been to a lot of sporting events, uh, but I've never been to like a postseason, like baseball or NFL game. Uh, so the only one that really popped into my head uh, was uh, the 2003 Big Ten Tournament Championship, um, University of Illinois versus Ohio State. That was kind of right when I was getting into uh, watching the University of Illinois. Probably the first team I remember was when they lost in the Elite Eight to Arizona back in 2001. I would have been nine at the time. Uh, so I kind of followed them after that, and it was D. Brown, Darren Williams, James Augustine, their freshman year, and they all started. Uh, Illinois blew Ohio State out by, I think, 15. Uh, Mike Barnett uh, gave us uh, Steve Alford's tickets because he's Steve Alford's agent. Uh, he gave us his tickets, and they were right in the corner Uh right in the tunnel area. Uh, so that was really pretty 
pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Big Ten tournament's neat to go to. Yes, uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was Ohio. It was in the United Center, mm-hmm. um, and so there was a lot of Illinois fans there. Um, sure, I think that was one of the years Ohio State wasn't allowed to go to the NCAA. Oh yeah, they got some probation. Yeah. They might have been able to that year. It's Terrence Dials. He's really the only guy. Him. And, of course, Matt Sylvester would have been there. And yep. Two years later, we all wanted to kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, by we, you mean Illini Nation. By me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was that was a fun one. I've never been to a postseason Cubs game, postseason be baseball. Um, I'd probably be less nervous in the stands. You need I to go think. to watch the Illini in the NCAA tournament game sometime. Yeah, maybe this year would have been the year because yeah. they would have probably played in St. Louis, but uh, of course. Those are this, fun, even uh, though I have a one and two record watching my pandemic team in the tournament. Happened. Um, NFL-wise, I mean, I've pretty much only seen the Dolphins, and they've just been awful for 20 years now. That uh, hasn't been super fun watching them. Only been to like four NBA games, so. Yeah. I've never really watched a Great NBA game. Oh, that that playoff one, I guess, that was really cool. I, I forgot. I already mentioned uh, that. But in the in the Pacers were really good then too. I just even going to a regular season NBA game, it just bores me. I'm you want to make sure to you're it. seeing a good superstar. Yeah, and the last one I went to, the good superstar was Carmelo. Carmelo I was there with and you. He was. I wouldn't even call him a superstar at yeah. that stage of his career. But uh. yep, and, and Sean's uh, favorite, by the way, he went to games. Oh, I sent it to you. I got to look it up now because uh, he went to games three, four, and five of the NL Championship Series in 1992, Atlanta at Pittsburgh. <sighs> He's a big Pittsburgh Pirates and Steelers fan. Man, that would have been great. Was that when um, Braves won on a walk-off? Was that the year? Braves made it in 92. Yeah. Hmm. They, they won the NL pennant. On a walk off against the Pirates one year, that was, that would have been fun though. Yeah. And then, then of course, one year was that the year that uh, Dion did the double play. I don't remember, man. Oh, no, either. that was ninety five. Wasn't oh, it the year was. they won? The year oh, the, 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 the where the, the yeah, the, yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Um, yeah. Cool. Yep. Man, that'd be fun. I'd love to go to a postseason baseball game. <laughs> I got a few other lists. What? Which one do you want to do next? Um. We had an idea. Actually, it was from the ISC. Yeah, it's from Greg guys. Mash, one of the guys who uh, um, runs the ISC Sports Network. He wanted to know our top ten list of Illinois and Purdue athletes of our lifetime, and we kind of scrubbed a list to make it more basketball and football mm-hmm. related in our <laughs> lifetime. And what I did was people I've seen. So, like Glenn Robinson did not make my list. Right. That just a just a or Mike Allstott or all the guys I have on my list were from like. 2003 would have been okay. like the earliest on my list. So who who you got as your number one Purdue athlete? Guy named Drew Brees. <laughs> he wasn't wasn't too shabby. Have you heard of him? And I did luckily lucky enough get to see him play uh, four times in college live. Uh, yeah, he was the man. I mean, not much to say. I mean, uh, the equipment director uh, Mike Shandrick at Purdue. He would tell me stories how when Drew was there, they had to take Drew out of the back door. After games and stuff, a whole different way because he just get mobbed by people so much. So uh, I can see that. Yeah, when when I got Drew Brees jersey when I was in second gr- or third grade, my dad had to give me a men's small at the time. It went down to my ankles almost because that was the only size left they had on the whole campus. Wow, you could probably yeah. still fit into that thing. I wore it in high school a few times <laughs> for like Jersey Day, but a little tight on me now. 
So Drew Brees was my number one. D Brown, my number one. Really surprised you had him at one. I thought you might have him at two. Um, well, the other guy's probably at two yes, that you are probably thinking. Uh, D Brown is the fan favorite of all fan favorites uh, at the University of Illinois with his cornrows, headband, popping the front of his jersey, winning his player, tied for the winningest player in program history with another guy on my list a little later. Um, but old D Brown, one man fast break. He was good. He was number fun to watch. One. My number two is a fun, fast-break player for Purdue. Is Carson Edwards. Wasn't too shabby either. I mean, last year's NCAA run kind of put oh, him man. on the he list here. It's unreal. Performances I will never forget and got him into the NBA and slash G League right now. But uh, the guy was just a baller. I mean, wasn't highly recruited out of high school, mm. but he just had that it factor from day one and just dynamic guard that Purdue really missed this year, but very fun to watch. My number two is old Darren Williams. That's who I thought would be uh, number one. Who pulled Dirk Nowitzki out of the mud yesterday. Did you see that? Dirk, no. Dirk had to call Darren because his truck got stuck in the mud, and Darren filmed it. And, uh, huh. Pulled him out. E- ESPN tweeted it out. I did not see that. But uh, D-Well, he is the highest drafted player ever, uh, number three overall. Had a great NBA career, just couldn't stay healthy at the end. It was a legitimate argument who the best point guard in the NBA was between D. Will and Chris Paul for like a three or four year stretch. Yeah, I heard discussions about um, that argument a lot. I was right. Yeah, a lot of people picked D. Will, but now obviously Chris Paul's ended up having a great yeah. career. Darren hit the biggest shot in University of Illinois history. I do you remember watching um, that game? So D. Will, my number two. My number three. He was called Superman around Purdue. Ryan Kerrigan. He wasn't bad. He had a terrific senior year. He was a Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, actually over J.J. Watt. Um. Even though I think – I don't know which one got drafted higher than the other. I think J.J. J- went a few spots J.J. went him. 12. Okay, and Ryan was 16. Or t- 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah he was, was a little 16, before. But he's still having a great career for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Which is he just, a free agent or is he – I don't believe it so. Seemed, it seemed like maybe last year was a free agent. But uh, he's a guy who just – I mean, he's very talented. But he wasn't uh, – Purdue, he wasn't maybe the most talented guy, but he outworked everybody. Mm-hmm. You could tell when he's a true freshman playing. High motor. Like, this guy's going to be good. High motor, yes. I mean – his senior year, they went four and eight, but he was just a force that year, and uh, seems like a really likable dude. So he's number number three. My number three, also football player, Rashard Mendenhall. I'm surprised you had any football players on this list because according to you, you're not an Illini football fan. I have three of them, three of my ten. Three more than I thought you would. Rashard Mendenhall, of course, the running back, had over 1,600 rushing yards on that Rose Bowl team, first round pick. Now he's a Hollywood writer, one of the writers on uh, the HBO show Ballers. Is that still on? No, it ended uh, last uh, year. I think it was he last was season. one of the writers, and I think he was one of the creators of the show too. Good show, I um, like that show a lot. He was a superstar at Illinois. They just handed him off. He was really the only player on the field in that Rose Bowl game against USC that actually looked like he belonged. Yeah, um, on the same field as USC. So number four for me is Caleb Biggie Swanigan. <sighs> Not bad. <laughs> it's only two year career at Purdue, but his sophomore year especially was pretty sensational. Uh, he was special to watch. Another guy who just worked harder than everybody, had a higher motor than everybody. Uh, hadn't had a great NBA career by any means, but he's still playing, still getting paid by the Blazers, and uh, and he's, you know, a boiler for life. Purdue's pretty lucky to get him. Thankfully, he decommitted from Michigan State, which I still think to this day he really wanted to go to California. Oh, uh, with uh, Alconso? Yeah, and his AU buddies, but his guardian kind of put a stop to that. Missouri. So, uh, yeah, Caleb was uh, fun to watch for those two years. Another football player, Whitney Merciless. Wow. 
didn't do a thing his first two years. Junior year, 16 and a half sacks, led the nation in tackles for loss. Uh, had a great career in the NFL, first-round pick by the Texans, still there. Got paid last offseason, I believe, or maybe during the season. Uh, Witt had probably the best season um, for an Illinois football player I've probably ever seen, of course. I've only been watching Illinois football for like 12 years now, so pretty small sample, but he was a good one. Uh I'm actually going to do five through seven really quick. That's cool. Because I kind of want to stack these guys together because they were kind of like brothers on the court. At Etoile Moore at five, mm. Robbie Hummel six, Juwan Johnson Juwan at seven. Johnson. And it was really tough, the order there. I mean, Juwan Johnson was a big 10 player of the year his senior year, but I have him seventh. Don't even remember that. Etoile's one of Purdue's all-time leading scorers. He's really in top four about every category. And then Robbie Hummel's a fan favorite. And when he's healthy, I actually think he was the best of the three. But, uh, yeah, those three changed – the culture of Purdue mm-hmm. basketball back Absolutely. to being national power. Baby, or not power, but the national. The baby boilers. Relevant. Yep, baby boilers. I'm so. you put Scott Martin in that group, too. And not Scotty. <laughs> Honorable mention. Number five might be a case of recency bias here, but Io DeSumo. Wow. He uh, decided, I've said this many times, decided to come to his home school when it's not, wasn't cool to come to the home yep. school in Illinois and wanted to change the culture and bring them back to relevance and attorney. He did all those things, and then a uh, worldwide pandemic happened. And he won't, unfortunately. It's It just sucks because I was so looking forward to the nation being able to get their first true glimpse of Io because he's so much fun to he watch. He might come back. Uh, he, he might. You never, I you doubt know, who knows. but you never know. Uh, he's not really listed as a first-round pick now. Uh, but next year, if he comes back, everyone comes back, they could win the it Big be, Ten. They're probably and, preseason top ten if he comes back. Um, which would be great. But uh, he is my number five. Uh, Go ahead and do six and seven, too. Catch up with me. Malcolm Hill, number six. Uh, he averaged four points a game his freshman year. Ended up being the third all-time leading scorer. That's incredible. Um, John Gross let him down by not ever letting him make the NCAA tournament. Had really nobody around him. Kendrick Nunn, but he couldn't stay out of trouble. Or uh, he Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well for the He heat. was hurt a lot, too. Yeah, he is. Um, so he's on the list. Luther had seven. Uh, he had he, – he was actually the leading scorer on that 2005 team. Nobody even – Really uh, realizes that because D. Will and D. Brown were more well known and more marketable. And more marketable. The thing that people don't remember is I believe Salim Stoudemire had a chance to hit a three, had a real good look for three as time expired in that Elite Eight game when it was tied, when Illinois came all the way back and it was tied. Luther Head seemingly came out of nowhere and swatted the crap out of the ball. Uh, Illinois ends up winning in overtime. So Luther, Luther! And number seven? That was my number Oh, that seven. was your number yeah. seven. Malcolm Hill was my six. Eight through ten's football players for me. Number eight's Rondell Moore. He's only had a year in three full games in a pretty uniform, but that one year he did enough on the field to, fun put, to watch. Put, put him in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks fully healthy. I saw another video of him today down in Dallas uh, playing catch with uh, David Blau, former Purdue quarterback. They're <laughs> training together right now, and – He's doing cuts and moves all over. He's like, yeah, he doesn't look hurt at all. <laughs> so it's good news and uh, excited to, if he stays healthy to see what he can do on the field come August, um, assuming we have college football this year. Yeah, hope so. My number eight, um, I felt like I needed to put an L- another Illinois football player mm-hmm. on there, so I did. A.J. Jenkins had a great senior year and ended up becoming a first-round pick for the 49ers. Yeah. Had over 1,000 yards his senior year. Uh, super fast. Uh, I remember he had 
Oh, like 250 yards receiving against Northwestern in a game they beat. I them, remember that. I hate Northwestern. <laughs> I also thought in that spot putting Mikey Dudek in there because his Ooh. freshman year had over a thousand. How about yards, Juice Williams? And he blew. Juice wasn't that good of a quarterback. I would have taken Shieldhouse over Whoa. Juice. Okay. Quarterback wise, but uh, AJ no, no Westland. No, no Westland. No Brandon Peters. No Chase Crouch. Yeah. Riley O'Toole. Wow, you're throwing some good names out there. <laughs> Jeff George Jr. Oh, there we go. My number nine is the reason I'm a Denver Bronco fan, Kyle Neckbeard Orton. Gotta love the neckbeard. I thought he had more talent in college than Drew Brees. Pure talent. Arm strength. Size. Even size. I thought he was going to be the better pro quarterback out of the two. I never thought Drew would be. I thought Drew would be more of a backup, maybe, you know, a decent starter. And and I thought Kyle would be a superstar. And boy, was I wrong. He had an okay, okay pro career. But, man, he was balling his uh, junior and senior year at Purdue. He, when he could stay... As long as when he was healthy, he was he was talented and uh, fun to watch. A, a jerk, I've heard though on campus, pretty big time jerk. wasn't a very nice guy, but uh, I you know idolized him growing up and followed his career in the NFL and was a Bear fan until they traded him to Denver and followed him to Denver. And then when he got traded to Kansas City, I said, "No, nah, I've I've liked too many of these other Bronco guys after watching all their games for three years." And that was my team. So you can blame Kyle Orton for my. Uh, I hate Kyle Actually, Orton. you can blame Josh McDaniels, kind of, because he's the one who wanted to get rid of Jay Cutler. He was trying to get Matt Castle. And oh, when that all came about, that's when it blew up in McDaniels' face. So. My number nine, tied for the all-time leading win total in Illinois. Basketball history with D. Brown, James Augustine. Oh, yeah. yeah. All-time leading rebounder in school history. Um, got screwed out of a national championship game, played nine minutes and fouled out. Won't get into that again. <laughs> and yeah. I'll just I'll just throw yeah. out my number 10 here. Um, he was kind of the first player I truly remember, Big Ten Player of the Year in 2003, and that's Brian Cook. Oh, uh, my gosh, average, I forgot about that guy. Average 20. I thought you said Frankie Williams. I don't really remember Frankie that well, although Frankie was arguably. Brian Cook, should, man, I forgot about that guy. Frankie would probably be number one on this list if we went best players of the He's pretty good. 2000s anyway. Uh, but Brian old Brian Cook, Cook forgot about had him. a great – Really great career. Didn't he always wear a T-shirt underneath his jersey? It seemed like he did. Had yeah. a fairly long career with the Lakers. I know Mike Davis like wore a 11th man there, yeah. but uh, played enough. Yeah. My number 10, uh, Purdue had a lot of good uh, mid-early, mid or early, not mid, early 2000 defenses, especially that 03 defense. And this was the captain on their defense, all-time interceptions leader in Purdue history, and that's Stuart Swaggart. Went on to the NFL and had a decent career for the Raiders and the Lions. Um I mean, he talk about a guy who's a ball hawk, and uh, and 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 he's a likes my. Actually, I think he follows our podcast on Twitter. I know he follows my other podcast, the Boiler Breakdown, but I think he follows this one too. So, gotta put two on the list. We got another list to go over before that was your number ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flew through it. Oh, thanks for paying attention. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Top ten players we've seen live. Yes, I'll go first on this one. Yes, let's start ten. Down. Ten down. My number ten, Jason Taylor. Had to throw a dolphin okay. in there. First ballot Hall of Famer, 139 and a half career sacks. Uh, saw him a couple times, twice, I believe. Uh, had to throw a dolphin in there. He probably – I have some honorable mentions too, and he probably shouldn't be on number ten, but I just had to put him on I bet we have one similarity on here. What's that? I'm not uh, – oh. I bet we have one of the same guy on this list. I would say. So. Other than that, I'd – Maybe two, probably two. Now that I 
think of. No, we got more than that. I'm sorry. Now, at least three. At least three that I think of it. Because I don't know who you put on your list, but I yes. think we have at least. My number 10 is Roy McElroy. Wasn't even thinking golfers. Yes. Jordan Spieth would be in my honorable mention because he's probably oh, the only yeah. golfer that was yeah. actually good. That I I've would seen. put Von Miller in my honorable mention. Hmm. But um, Roy's, you know, I mean, he's one of the. He's number one player in the world right now. One of the best golfers in history already. And I think he's only going to get better. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, that 2014 PGA Championship I went through, he ended up winning that. So I put a lot of baseball players on this list. Oh, I, I, figured, I, figured, I figured you did. <laughs> Number nine, Tony Gwynn. Oh, that's cool. Padres. I, I forgot you, you got to see him. That's pretty um, cool. Back in like 99-ish, I was about seven. Remember my dad and I sat. They used to have a family section right down the line in the outfield that no alcohol or anything. That's no longer there, as you could imagine. Uh, but uh, <laughs> got to see old Tony Gwynn. That's pretty cool. Mr. Padre himself. Yes, sir. My number nine is a baseball player as well. The only guy to get 100% Hall of Fame votes, the Sandman Mariano Rivera. He is also on my list. Okay, so maybe we have four then, or five. We might have five, but I put him at number nine. It's just because, I mean, he was dominant, but he's a closer. Um, And I just got other guys that I think are are more more well-known around the world. Greatest closer ever. Threw one pitch, cutter, couldn't hit it. Yep. My number eight. King Griffey Jr. Oh, I never. Oh, I did see him in spring training, but uh, never in a, never in a game. But I did not put him on my list. Uh, I feel really it, bad. It was. I'm sure I'm that. missing some. I'm going to go through my honorable mention when we get done with this real quick too, because I have a lot honorable mention. But King Griffey Jr. I forgot about him. Yep. So my number eight is another golfer, Phil Mickelson, hmm. one of the best ever to do it. Uh, just ran into the era of uh, Tiger Woods, unfortunately for Phil, but uh, still going strong today. Um, he won one tournament last year, but he's he's focused on the hitting bombs right now. It's not going too well for Phil. So, uh, but he's a he's a fan favorite. A lot of people people love him. Except if you're a Tiger Woods fan, you probably hate him. So, Phil Mickelson's my number eight. Mario Rivera's my seven. So we can gloss okay. over that one. My number seven is a guy who was on my Purdue list, Drew Brees. My number not seven. Bad. I, I actually, met Drew Brees. Never watched. But when I saw him live, I saw him once in the pros. He was a Charger. He was not a Saint. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My number six, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Greatest pitcher of our generation. Saw him back in 2015. Cubs actually beat him. Chris Bryant hit a homer off him. Matt Caesar hit a homer off him. His uh, playoff struggles are well known, uh, but uh, he's just dominant in the regular season. My number six player probably has an asterisk next to him, but it's Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod's in my honorable mention. Um, got to see him play a couple times as a Yankee. <laughs> oh, tried to see him play as a Ranger in spring training, but he didn't play that day. Um I mean, even though, you know, he's got busted for steroids, still one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. So, My number five is Albert Pujols. Ooh, good one. Arguably the greatest right-handed hitter of this generation. Uh, the past uh, eight, seven years or so haven't been great. But in his prime, man, he was unbelievable. In the machine. And, and I got to see him in 2005, which is right at, like, the height of it. I mean, he hit a homer the day I watched him. So, yeah, he was, he was the machine. My number five is the captain of the New York Yankees, Derek Jeter. Jeter's on my honorable mention. So, uh, yeah, I got to see Jeter multiple times. I don't think he ever really did anything in any of the games I went to, but as a Yankee fan, I had to put him on there. Mm-hmm. Um, one vote away from being the second unanimous yeah. guy in the Cooperstown. Jeter's in my honorable mention. Um, I almost put him on here, but uh, looking at my list, I couldn't. It's tough. Couldn't this was it. a tough, tough list to break it down. My number four, Jerry Rice. 
Well, that's cool. I did not know you saw him. Saw him with the Raiders back in the day against the Colts. Oh, okay. Um, against the Colts, yeah. uh, Sunday night game. Uh, he was he was like forty or thirty eight, something like that. Um, so Do you know the last team he was ever on, even though he never put, played a game, was the Broncos. Did not know that. I saw a guy in Denver <clears throat> a year or two go with that Rice jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. One of the most unique jerseys I've ever seen. <laughs> my number four is the Sheriff Peyton Manning. He's on my list. Saw him many times in the Colts uniform and Broncos uniform. I was lucky enough. This was another cool game I forgot earlier. I was lucky enough to see him make his debut as a Denver Bronco on Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. That's cool. Uh, good old uh, Tracy Porter got the pick six to seal the game off uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Tracy Porter did? Yep. Because didn't Tracy Porter seal, six. seal that yep, Peyton, Super Bowl? Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, you boy. It's ironic. Yep. Peyton's my number three. All so, right. Uh, don't really have to give any more comment to that. My number three is Barry Bonds. I never got to see Bonds. I wish I would have. He put on an absolute show. This was back in oh two. Isn't that when he broke the window out? Yeah, him and Sammy were going at it. Of course, I'm sure one was steroids, one had cork back in batting practice. He hit, I think, 13 straight home runs and broke the window across the street. On the fly. The whole stadium, including club fans, gave him a standing ovation. <laughs> it was, that said, it's still the most incredible athletic performance he's seen live. It I, was incredible. I remember I was in Florida during that and <laughs> i so cool. remember just turned on wgn because that's when the cubs were on wgn america and that's all they showed i mean that. i mean he didn't, didn't care about the game. everybody oh <laughs> it was just like this guy's incredible my yeah. number two is a free agent currently and that is thomas brady greatest quarterback ever to do it he's my number two as well nice. i saw him play oh twice once at denver and i saw him, saw against, him once. against the colts i think twice but one year it was they were both undefeated going into that game. Randy Moss put on a show that game. Dwight Freeney sacked him. The decibel level in the RCA dome was higher than a jet plane taking off. I mean, it, the place shook. Yeah. Of course, uh, they were notorious for pumping in crowd noise. Correct. Probably didn't need it then, though. That place was nuts. <laughs> My number one is Michael Trout. Los Angeles wow. Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. Greatest baseball player maybe ever. Wow, that's a, that's a quite a bold statement uh, there. He is. It's we're literally watching Mickey Mantle right now. I feel now, like nobody's appreciating, and that. nobody cares. Yeah, and it annoys the crap out of yeah. me. So he's my number. You one. You can guess my number one, Tiger Woods. Yes, yeah. my dad forgot, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." I mean, the guy holds every. I figured. Stinking, I figured Tiger was the coming. guy. I mean, at one time he was a top ten, probably most recognizable person in the world. Everybody knew him, Tiger. Yeah. I, I mean, his. There's one guy, when I got his autograph, I couldn't even get words out of my mouth. I couldn't even say thank you. I was just numb. And I'm not even a huge Tiger fan at all, but I root against him, actually. There's but. no sports on right now, and we turn it to the Golf Channel, and it is an interview with Tiger Woods. Yeah, from 05. From, like, 05, back on the uh, Regis, Re- and Regis and Kelly show. Yep, so uh, did you do you have any honorable mention? I did not put any down, but... I put quite a few down, so I'll just rifle through them. Padre Rodriguez. Uh, another one I tried to watch spring training, but didn't get a chance to. A-Rod Jeter. I uh, put John Carl Stanton on there. Just put it on there. I've never seen him live. Uh, Christian Yelich saw them both with the Marlins. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, he could have been on my honorable mention. But I wouldn't think of him. Charles Randy, Randy Moss would be on my honorable mention. Charles Woodson was also with that Raiders team. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. Edron James, who just became a Hall of Famer. Yeah, if we're doing that, then I could put Demarcus lot, Ware in yeah, my honorable mention. Um, Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison. Uh, Marvin, yeah. Uh, Vince Carter. Never saw Vince. Jason Kidd. Reggie. Nope. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie could be honorable mention. Uh, I did not have any NBA players. Mello. 
And I had to put on there, I saw Derrick Rose during his MVP year. I he did, was, too. He was awesome I did that too. year. In 2010, so I had to put 10, him 11. on there. Yep. yep. Um, so that was fun. Yep. Uh, do you want to wait to do the other list Yeah, next we only week? got a little five under minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Uh, we got a list. No, I'm not going to spoil it. We're going we're gonna to save for next week. But a good buddy of the show, Evan Webb, provided us actually two questions that we'll answer one. next week. We're going to try to spread it over 60 minutes. Yeah, we, but we sure appreciate everybody that has tuned in tonight and that send in questions and lists. And please, if you think of something we can talk about in the next few weeks, send Josh or I a text or comment on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, and we'll, we'll get to it. We'll make sure we get to it. So. Byron Jones got five years, $82.5 million, 57 guaranteed. Yeah, I thought it was like $17 million per year or something like that. So. Birdie Bogey, again for you, Josh. There's one player in NBA history to have a winning record over Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Mr. Michael Jordan. Who is that player? There's one person that popped into my mind right away, and that is Isaiah Thomas. You got a birdie. Yeah, good guy. I mean, he, he was in the Eastern Conference, so he played against two of them quite a bit and played against Magic a lot in the finals. Figured he was, yeah, so. he went to the finals quite yep. a bit and was in that era. Yep. Good one. And I figured it'd probably be a well-known guy. I missed it. I think my, my guesses were like Akeem Olajuwon, <laughs> then Clyde Drexler. I was thinking of the guys who made the finals. And, yeah, so good guess. I think that's two birdies in a row for the Jays. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I got a par last week. So I forget what my question was. Something about week. Illinois. I got the oh, McCamey, yeah, but was, I missed the yeah, DJ Richardson, was, which I could have guessed like from now question. until the end of 2020. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like get that, that one right. too much. But um, we still got about three minutes. I hate to try to wrap this up really quick. but want me to sing? <laughs> sure. I don't want to sing. Uh, but I'm kind of out of stuff to uh, to cover. I ran out of the run sheet. But um, I guess just thank you again for everybody who watched tonight live on the ISC Sports Network. If you watched on any of the nine television providers around the state if you watch on the app which you can download the app for free go do that in the app store or google play store uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and review that really helps us out and we really do appreciate it and we'll even read the review as they come reviews as they come in the next few weeks we'd also like to thank our sponsors noble gnome llc indiana farm bureau insurance agent travis watching and What's the Roadstar Driving, Road Driving School of Fulton County? Yes, we want to thank all three of them for their continued support. In, In the, the damn landing. landing. Yeah, I thought Jinx, you already mentioned you me a soda. Sure. Um, we want to thank all four of them for their continued support. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. And, and like I said, if you're watching this and you like to listen to podcasts or, or, or just you know want to make your friends know about our show, please spread the word. And you can find us on about any podcast platform out there, excluding SoundCloud. So, um, Listen, subscribe, give a rating review. We really appreciate it. So until next week, that will do it for the Tan and J Man show. We'll be back Monday, same time, same, same channel. Same bad time, same bad show. Same channel. Not sure what we'll talk about yet, but we'll figure it out. We appreciate you tuning in and stay safe, everybody. <laughs>